Welcome to the Saturday edition of Software Social. Yeah, I'm in a super great mood, Michelle. Thanks for making me get out of bed to record a podcast on Saturday morning. It's great. Super happy about uh, that. You know what? Blame the landscapers, okay? Yeah. This is not... Were they even your landscapers? Yes. Like... They don't. I mean, we rent okay. the house, and so the landscapers are part of... We don't pay them directly. They go through the landlord, but it was not awesome when they cut my fiber cable in the middle of our last podcast recording. That's why we're recording on a Saturday. I and that's the sort of the context of why I was, you know, just throwing shade on landscapers. Not not landscapers in general, but yes, we were recording on our regular recording day, which is Thursday. And 5 minutes in, Colleen just disappears. <laughs> She was actually telling me how she was about to pair with a new customer, like right, right after. afterwards. Yeah. And then you just disappeared, and it turned out your internet cable had been cut. Yep. The funniest part, though, is he was so convinced. What? Hold on. Matthias's computer is ringing. Uh oh. No, wait. No, it's fine now. Okay. All right. Sorry. There's just, there's just going to be a phone ringing. Yeah noise it's just it's saturday like whatever we're here like there's no risk of the internet being cut at my house today well no well matthias is out mulching so he's the one making noise right now because we started that one out and you were like sorry there's gonna be noise in the background can you hear it and i couldn't because of landscapers and matthias is mulching and i guess the only internet cable at risk is the one running to the forest but thankfully i'm not on that connection cool so good hashtag wi-fi forest Anyway, uh, yeah, so I was going to pair with a customer, and I had to reschedule, and I felt like a jerk, but he has been, he is our first Rails customer, and he's become a friend. I don't know that we were friends before, but I feel like we're friends now. <laughs> you've, you've seen some things now. So we rescheduled for Monday, so I'll be doing that next week. Okay. I'm actually really impressed you got your, like, internet fixed with Okay, so here's what happened. Like, here's what's that's happened. amazing. Not to be, like, so off topic, but so the landscapers come in. They cut the they cut the cable. The guy is insistent that he can fix it. I'm like, it is fiber, sir. You cannot fix fiber. Like, it is impossible. <laughs> he's insistent. So he's like, oh, no, it's fine. I can fix it. So I, meanwhile, call AT&T, and this was 8 a.m., right? So it was awesome. I mean, they were out here. He got here at 4 p.m. It took him three hours because he had to run completely new cable. So that was kind of funny because we're like eating dinner as a family while this guy is like running our, our cable. But yeah, it was fixed by like 9 p.m. that night. So, wow. I mean, that was pretty spectacular. <laughs> it was pretty. Yeah. Like, because we, amazing. we hung up and you were like, oh, my Internet went out. I thought and... it would be days. I'm like, oh, man. Well, no. At first you were like, uh, do you have a sec? Like, let me just restart the router. And I was like, yeah, sure. I can wait a couple minutes. And you're like, um, no, the cable has, has been it's cut. And literally like, been cut. Yeah, that's going to be a multi-day fix. This is not a five minutes and we're back. Yeah, so I was but actually that's real life, right? incredibly pleased <laughs> with how quickly they turned it around. It was awesome. And I apologize to the person I was supposed to pair with, but we've rescheduled for Monday. So that's great. I have tons of good work stuff to talk about. You want to talk about good work stuff? Because that's what our podcast is about, right? Growing a business? Yeah. I mean, it's also about the real life of running a business, right? So I think Fiber getting cut. your internet <laughs> is part of getting that. cut in the middle of your workday and you have to reschedule with a customer, like that's not the kind of thing, you know, you're going to read about in a business book, but that's what happens and you somehow have and to wait the to, like, to have a way to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, the story is so ridiculous. It almost sounds like I made it up. I'm like, the guy literally cut the cable, but fortunately- 
It should. Why were they digging so deep? Like no, this they, was they're Matias's not, question. Not, um, when they're not, they're up. They're not buried. They're along the side of the house. Oh. So he was trimming a tree that's like growing along the side of the house aggressively, I guess. Because I mean, the tree is brown. The cable was white, but whatever. And I guess that the he trimmed the tree and the cable. Okay, yeah. because. Matias was like, what kind of landscaping work were they doing that they were digging that deep and they cut a cable? Yeah, it's not buried here. But now he had like one of those like long like tree saw like things and just kind of sawed it in half by mistake. But did the power go out for your house too then? Or was it no, just so the No, so they fiber? run, so they actually run next to each other. And you know, if he, and he cut the fiber, but not the power. I mean, honestly though, like modern technology, wow, I was able to, so then the problem was I have an office. So I was like, this is no problem. I'll just go into my office, but I have to be here for eight hours because AT&T is going to show up between, you know, 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. or what obscene like hour, <laughs> you know, they're like, you need to be at your house for eight hours because um, we have no idea when we're going to be there. So I had to stay here, but I was able to hotspot from my phone. I couldn't quite do calls on that. But I was able to work. So that was really great. Dang. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think of how cool that is. Like, I was able to just hotspot from my phone and actually work. That's really cool. That's committed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We spent like five minutes talking about my internet. This is a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, what you is know- <laughs> happening? Are they drunk? <laughs> nope. It's just Saturday morning. <laughs> we had someone, a friend of ours, suggest to us like a couple months ago that we do a late night edition because I guess they listen to soccer podcasts that are like run by Americans and so sometimes they're watching a soccer game at like you know one o'clock in the morning U.S. time or I guess I'm not going to think through the time zones to figure out where everybody is but like you know so sometimes they're drinking whiskey or whatever I feel like that's not our vibe like we're you know we're a podcast you can listen to while your kids are in the car yeah I was double fisting earlier, though. I was picking raspberries while eating a nectarine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a wild Saturday. Wild Saturday in Denmark. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yes, work work things. Oh, How man. are your work things doing on this Saturday morning? <laughs> well, the work things are so good. I mean, I am going to work all day today, minus soccer, but that's because of the conference. Um, remind me later after I tell you about my work things I wanted to give you a hard time about something you posted on Twitter that made me laugh but um okay <laughs> okay but I have to wait you 20 have to minutes, wait 20 minutes, for that, minutes for so that'll that. be fun so stick around <laughs> okay <laughs> work is so okay so as everyone knows oh no no one knows this okay so probably no one's listening to this episode wait do I know this no this is exciting though I should have probably led Ooh, with this <laughs> okay okay wait I should shut up and let you talk so I signed up for Corey Haynes's $500 MRR challenge for simple file upload have you seen this what is the Corey Haynes $500 MRR challenge okay do you know who Corey Haynes is he's the SaaS marketer guy yes okay so he yes. is doing he's also one of our software social yeah he is so he is doing a challenge and you had to apply and I don't know he accepted uh, I don't know how many people he accepted but basically if you have a SAS and you're trying to grow your MRR if you buy a membership to an annual membership to swipe files which is $500 and he will work with you personally and personally guarantees he can get your MRR up $500 in six months okay isn't that cool interesting I'm super pumped so if you increase his ARR by $500, he will increase your MRR by $500. Yeah. And and the coolest thing about this, I think, is, is, is really like there's no formula. 
to increase MRR. So having someone who is a mark, a, literally a SaaS marketing guy like Corey in your corner, giving you advice, it's super great. And it's funny. So what's funny about this is I know Corey in real life and you know, we, we get together once in a while, but we never have done like a deep dive on my business stuff before. So we did a, like an hour long intro call and it was awesome. Like it was just so like ID and it was all marketing, right? Like it wasn't, it, it was not, he was like, you still have people signing up. That means something is working. Like you have people converting from free to paid. So don't add more features. Like maybe you will need to eventually, but right now that's not the move. Um, so anyway, I'm super excited about that. Yeah. And what, so when was this call? It was a while ago. It was like two weeks ago. So I'm really not focused. I mean, I have Caitlin working on some of this stuff and I, but I'm really just trying to get through the conference right now. And then I'll, I'll see, you know, I should have a little more time when I'm not building a conference talk. I feel like I saw you post elsewhere though that your MRR was up for some yeah girl okay so how funny is this I gotta give Corey a hard time so I have this call with Corey I did nothing because I was like okay I have six months so I'm gonna sign up now and I'm gonna really give I'll really get into it in a month and like MRR and then up. and then five months and and 20 days from now I will start implementing the advice <laughs> so and MRR is already up 200 bucks it's like he's good luck or something um, you just, it was just put out in the universe that you wanted. I know. It's like, what do they call an extra that? extra 500 that MRR. All the and, people like. Oh yeah. No, there's the, yeah. The crystals people. The like crystals people would tell um, me it's like I manifested it with my brain. So. You're so California now. <laughs> um, so California. But, but in all seriousness, I think what, what's cool about simple file upload MRR being up is like a couple months ago. I pushed out a lot of updates. I think I talked about them on the podcast, the multiple file uploads and on-demand imagery sizing and nothing happened. And so I was like, whoa, like nothing moved. And so I think what we're seeing now, like a month later, is that stuff is finally starting to gain us some traction is my theory is Mm -hmm. like, okay, you can't expect to like implement a feature and have a huge jump in MRR like two days later. Like these things take time, especially... Um, with people trying to find you and people checking it out. So my theory is we're now seeing, we're now reaping the rewards of stuff we put out there a couple months ago. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like, did you put out content around those, at least in your documentation? Yeah, documentation and a Heroku elsewhere? landing page, which has performed really well. I mean, so SEO stuff, it just takes time. Yeah, that's the hardest like, part Like, if you need it. overnight results. It's not your move. You know, go run some ads right like but if you if you can be patient do seo yeah and then it just it compounds so it's encouraging that you're seeing results from that yeah um, a month later yeah so i'm super pumped about that i'm super pumped to be working with Corey. um you know we have lots of good we're going to focus on seo as well uh you know we did we looked at ahrefs and we looked at like all the keyword targeting stuff and we're really going to double down on content for simple file upload because the great thing about it, it it's interesting because my two products are in such different places simple file upload is done i mean it's it, you know like the product is there it doesn't have every feature i would like but it has a lot of features which is good for me because it gives me a nice balance of both products need a lot of marketing but it's nice not having to try to do tech for two products right now at least yeah that's the, you've kind of got enough on your plate and if you can just get the marketing engine going for simple file upload like that one is already making you money mm-hmm. so yeah. that's a nice little padding to have yeah 
Oh, and I got the React component out there for multiple file uploads, which is something I had been like kind of dragging my feet on because I don't know React. <laughs> so <laughs> it was great to get that done. I put up a little demo site. I'm quite proud of it. Uh, so yeah, I did that this week. So that was cool. Nice. So this Corey thing, like, is this closed now? Yeah, or, like, it's closed. Can you cannot, you cannot apply. It. That's why I, even though I knew I had the next month where like from when I signed up, which was like almost two, three weeks ago to October 6th, I was like, I knew that time was going to be 99.9% Hammerstone and Rails SaaS. That's why I signed up because I have six months. So I was like, I sign up now, even if the first month I can't execute a lot, then after we get past the conference, I'll have a lot more time to execute. And I have Caitlin who can execute immediately. So yeah, that's closed though. He did it. I think he does it only like once a year. So you might have to wait a year if you're interested. Does that make sense? Because he's going to spend all this time with people. Yeah, it's a huge, I mean, for him to, this is like, the yeah, you know, it's huge. I would think huge amount of his time. Although, (laughs) do you listen to his podcast? Sometimes I am. I, I only listen to podcasts on my drive to and from language school. And that's right. If I'm a bad school. student and only go once a week rather than twice, you don't have as much time, uh, which happens sometimes. Then like that's the but like that that's my my podcast listening time. So I am a. I think I'm. I think I'm still in like July or okay. August. Okay, so. you can skip all those. So, Just skip yeah, ahead. I'm behind. Skip those. And no offense, <laughs> Corey and Chris, I love your podcast. Um, but in the last episode of their podcast, Corey said he just doesn't he just doesn't check his email. He just has declared email bankrupt. Right. I know, right? He they were talking about like focused work versus like all that little minutia you have to do to like keep your business running. He looks at his email, but he he says he spends two hours on email a week. Does he have like somebody else? No, no. Checking I don't know. I'll ask him when email? I see him. But but my understanding was like he just kind of looks at it. He's like, that's not important. And he just ignores all email. <laughs> I know. OK. I know. So that's why he that, has more time you know, than us. Just, just my own perspective where. I mean, we like I thankfully had I only had an hour and a half of online class for language school yesterday. Like, I mean, so normally it, it basically between driving and everything it, it consumes from eight to like two thirty, mm-hmm. so that was a relief but like my inbox like I for my just my work email I had something like 30 emails that all had like stuff I like you know yes you had to read them t- took like a lot of yeah. time and like I had to do them despite the fact that I was like working all day on Thursday and it was just like I basically just spent my whole day yesterday just trying to get through my inbox and it's still I still have like five or six things sitting in there it's awful but then again it was a lot of stuff that was like billing and like yeah you have to do that stuff stuff you have to do like yeah yeah totally anyway that was a funny I mean I guess there are people though that Andrew's like like that they have a VA managed like he he has like a hundred thousand unread emails (laughs) I don't get it I guess they must have a different workflow like because for me very much like my inbox is my to-do yeah, list they have to a the point workflow. where like yes. if you need anything yes. from me and you don't email it to me it's not going to get done I joke that I'm like what it no not not Ron Ron Swanson who am I thinking of from um Anchorman Will Ferrell's character yeah. where it's like if it's on the teleprompter he'll say it and if it's not on, if it's not on the teleprompter who won't say it like that that's what I'm like I'm like if it's in my email I will do it if it's not in my email 
I won't do okay. it. Funny story um, about that. So it's, the, the Ron Burgundy strategy Ron Burgundy. of email. <laughs> yeah, it's like when my husband texts me something that I need to remember, I always am like, can you email that to me? And he's like, really? Okay, I'm not the like, only one we'll who does this to their room. loved we'll like, ones. We have like, this thing. Like, I'm like, just, can you just not text me that stuff? Can you email me that stuff? Yeah, they have a different <laughs> workflow. To be fair, like Corey uses zip, me- zip message very heavily. But it, anyway, it was funny. It made me laugh when he said he only does two hours of email a week. I was like, wow. I always feel kind of bad when I'm sort of imposing my process on other people. But to me, it's like I'm like if somebody DMs me something and I'm like, hey, like, sorry, I always lose DMs. Can you email this to me? Like to me, that's I'm actually complimenting them because I'm saying I that care enough to not what you're telling it. me is important enough that I don't want to forget it. And I will get back to you. Yeah, it may not be super timely but it will sit in my inbox until it's yeah, done yeah it's solid yeah um i was telling you about yeah. oh we were talking about i was like how did we get on the topic of email oh we we're talking about Corey and his okay, thing so and, yeah so yeah, i just want anyway, to give you my if people want to do that just go follow him yeah yeah so probably not till next year though yeah. but um anyway i'm super pumped yeah. i'm going to be giving updates on the pod as i go through the process with him and hopefully i'll you know we'll speed that up after the conference and other fun things with hammerstone so I'm working with a friend to build, like, for the demo and by for the talk I'm giving in eight days or something. Um, <laughs> what's that talk? It's coming up quickly. Wait, hold on. Is that how's it? Wait, wait, when is your, what, what date is your talk? I don't know. October 6th, maybe? October something. October or something or other. Okay. I'm, so I'm doing, I'm giving a workshop the 5th. Yeah. Okay. So we're both that same week. And then talk the 6th. Wait, yeah. that's the thing in Belgium, the right? Week. Yeah. Okay, so we're both on the same timeline yeah. for this. Yeah, so I'm working with a buddy, and he has built this charting library that if you use Bullet Train, you can use refined filters and charts, and I'm super excited about it. Everybody loves charts. Everyone loves charts. I'm going to make a slide that says everyone loves charts. So did I ever tell you about when – so I, I used to work in, like, the financial world before uh, I was a full-time founder, and we did a lot of testing on, like, how people read – analyst reports about stocks and and stuff so mm-hmm. i'm i'm putting you to sleep already but trust me it's not you and so but we tested <laughs> so but we tested what people think of a like a stock report basically saying you know oh, this is a good company to buy versus this one isn't right same text if it has a chart of the stock versus no chart versus a chart that actually has nothing to do with the stock like it's just like some data in general about something and people by far found it more convincing if there was any kind of chart and there's actually academic research that backs this up too that is fascinating so people love, love charts charts like i don't say that ironically like i have seen it from my own eyes and in my own research that people love charts yeah that's so it's exciting that you're getting into the people love charts yeah industry. i'm excited too i mean you know we had been talking about it um I was hoping it was going to manifest, and it did. He got it done. He got it done when he said he would, which I... Look at you and your manifesting. What is that? Oh, my gosh. Side note. Another (laughs) side note on Saturday morning. Um, Have you seen the show We Crashed on... What is it on? Oh, about WeWork? Dude, have you watched it? Not the documentary on Netflix. The actual show with Anne Hathaway. Oh, this is like the dramatic one? The dramatic one. I think we we did one episode, and then it was just like... It was a bit too fawning over them. Oh, I dude, felt I like. loved it. Like That's it was a so bit funny. too much of like a positive portrayal of them. I much prefer the ones that are like 
you know, a bit more on the the crash and burn narrative. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, I loved it. Like I want to go watch it again. But um, anyway, speaking of manifesting, they they talk about that a lot in a, in a very dramatic way. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you manifested no, some I did charts. It. My buddy came through for me okay. is what I'm trying to say. Is okay. he totally came through when he told me. I mean, a lot of times people tell me they'll do something and then they don't actually do the thing. So I wasn't sure if I would have time to integrate it into my presentation and demo. And he totally came through for me. He got it done when he said he would. It's going to be cool. So I'm super excited about that. It just feels... You know, it just feels really cool to have that as part of this demo that I'm putting together. So this is for your, your It's talk. for my talk, but it's also for the demo I'm building. And it's for Bullet Train customers. I don't know if he's ready yet to release it to production. But Bullet Train customers could now buy Refine and buy Supercharts and have a page where you can change filters and your charts just magically update for you. Are you still building that real estate website demo? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. nice. So it's looking pretty good. I'm really happy with it. I got all the tech stuff done for the talk. And now I just have to like do the talk part. But the talk part is not as hard as like having the whole. I was really worried about just, you know, building an application from scratch, even with a lot of of um, scaffolding in place still takes a while. So I was worried about the time in terms of like getting that all working, getting Hammerstone integrated but I have some cool points. I'm really excited. Like a lot of things we have talked about before, like things I want to show people how to do with Hammerstone, like send an email when a new property comes online. Like I do that. Nice. So stuff like that, which I was worried because I hadn't actually done that. And I was like, how much work is it going to be? No, it actually does that. So, you know, you click on a button, it links to the filter, stuff like that, that I really want to show. So I'm pumped about that. So I feel like we have covered what, like, four or five things that you are super pumped super about pumped. right now there is the fact that you have internet again. i'm so excited there about that. is <laughs> the Corey haynes marketing boot camp thing that you're doing there is the talk there is the multiple image uploading thing that oh, you yeah. released there's the charting library yeah. i'm basically testing myself for whether i've <laughs> been listening to you um <laughs> I think that was all of the things you are super pumped about. You are, however, not super pumped about something that I posted okay. on Twitter the other day. <laughs> okay. So last week we had a talk on the podcast and I was giving you a little bit of hard time about the empathy and you went like the complete, you did like a complete 180 and you posted some slide that said, how to use empathy to manipulate your customers. Like, I was like, I didn't mean, like, no, 180. I, I meant, like, okay. like let's just see how we can win with empathy. I was like, whoa. <laughs> All right. I pushed her too far. She went off the ledge. <laughs> no, I actually, I think I did go a little bit too far when I was drafting that. There are some slides that I did not tweet out that I think I'm going to kill. Okay. Uh, no, I'm definitely going to kill. But no, I, I mean, and, and maybe I'll save that and do, do it in another venue. I'm not quite sure. But I thought it was interesting to be like, you can use empathy and understand someone's process, understand why they do what they do and build something that serves them and helps them do that better, but also still be a jerk, uh, which was basically kind of the point and sort of like, almost like almost poking fun a little bit at myself, I guess, because... I don't know. I feel like empathy is often very like, 
you know, ponies and daisies and yeah. everyone love each other and world peace kind of like. And I so I wanted to be a little bit provocative. Yeah. And so I was actually I have it with two examples in it of using empathy, but being a jerk at the same time. <laughs> So the first one is Steve Jobs, mm. who, like, understood, like, you know, it's a pain to carry around 50 CDs at a time and swap them in and out. Like, people want to listen to music wherever they want to go, right? And also that people want to be able to access their files from wherever, right? So, yes, it's amazing that we got the iPod that led to the iPhone and whatever. And also, you know, you have one Mac device. They all connect to each other through iCloud. But it's also, like... I mean, a little bit of a jerk move because how much are we all paying for iCloud now, right? Like, they're really, really good at monetizing that need. Yeah. So he understood the need and then, like, monetized the hell out of it. I'm also it. an Apple shareholder, <laughs> so I'm not hating. Also, he, I think there's, like, stories of him, like, throwing chairs at people and, like, seriously, like, being, like, you know, a capital J jerk. And then also the other example was QuickBooks. Um, somebody actually mentioned on Twitter that they didn't like they didn't really get the empathy thing until I mentioned that example of how like QuickBooks like th like they do a ton of user research understanding how small businesses track payments, track invoices, charge people, like they acquired Mailchimp, like how small businesses market and make money. But they also know how strong of a inertia people have once they start using their product, how difficult it is to switch products, how you also have to have, you know, you have to use a product that your accountant uses as well. And like, so my price for QuickBooks goes up every year, even though it has not gotten better yeah. at yeah. all. They get it. They get my process for, you know, doing accounting for a small business. And the fact that they get that process means that they charge for it too. Right. Which I think is kind of a, like kind of a jerk move. It also means they're good business people. I also own their stock. This is how I make peace with it mm. is just buying stock in things. So I think I was kind of I I'm kind of thinking of talking about that, but of but I you know, and that's just the intro to like sort of get people yeah. into it. But then be like, "Okay, like, you know, I'm not standing up here telling you to use empathy to take advantage of people. Like, people who use empathy to take advantage of others, they don't need to be taught this. They do this instinctively. Mm -hmm. I don't need to teach them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, here's how you can use it to, you know, at least sell something people want or make something that'll make your stakeholders happy. Right. Like it's not just all ponies and butterflies and rainbows. Yeah. No, I think that's a good a good ask. But I think I do need I do need to like pull it back like. <laughs> It was a little aggressive, <laughs> which is funny because I told you to be yeah. more aggressive last week, yeah. but it felt like you went. From, and I was more aggressive. You went like and then... <laughs> all the way. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but I do think you're right. Getting people interested and kind of like having that hook is, is really good. I like that idea. I don't know. I mean, do you think like, I, I'm a little bit nervous about standing on stage and calling a company a jerk, but then also kind of knowing it. I mean, I hope the fact that I, I mean, I will say that I'm a shareholder and both makes it's like you know it's it's also coming out of respect a little bit right like yeah no it's cool um, i don't think it's a problem at all i would do it and steve jobs is dead you know i mean i guess you shouldn't speak ill of the dead but many other people have and i will just quote them so maybe that's okay yeah no i think i think you're good i think you're good to say whatever you want i wouldn't sweat it um but this i'm good i, I i'm glad i uh shared my early 
slides. <laughs> Maybe I should share the final ones with you just to like do a vibe, do a check, vibe check. You know, make sure is this interesting to someone who doesn't care about empathy or doesn't isn't attuned to it already, but is not entirely off putting. Yeah, um, yeah. I think you have to find that balance. Like I had like because right? yeah. now if you're telling me I need like I ha- you know yeah. need to use empathy to manipulate people, I'm like, well, I'm not trying to really do that. I'm trying to use empathy to make money. Right. I'm to use empathy to make money. Right. And there's nothing wrong with making right. money. I don't think anyone thinks that. Well, some people think. But they're, they're, yeah, we're not, we're getting, not into getting into that. No, I am. Um, we're doing that. I, <laughs> My coffee is empty, that is, Michelle. That, that is not this podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast about starting and running a SaaS business. Usually. For the record, we think making money in an ethical way is a good That's thing. That's right. No, I actually, I had a slide in there that I wrote that was like, that was, that it, it was too much. It was, it was like, you know, so you probably saw me get up on stage and saw that my talk was about empathy and you had one of four reactions, which was, oh my God, it's so amazing. Somebody is talking about empathy at a tech conference. Number two, your wife or your therapist has told you that you need to work on empathy and you're interested or they've talked about it. Number three, you said, oh, a soft skills talk and went back to your terminal. Number four, you haven't looked up from your terminal. And I was like, I, I like that. Why uh, you cut that? No, do it. D- oh, Matias said it was too much. He was like, well, he's so like, kind and is, gentle. Like, I'm not like I that. He is. He. I don't want to like rag on my audience. Like that doesn't. I like feel it, but like, I'm kind of aggressive. It doesn't so. feel like me. You can have that slide. <laughs> okay. Like go for when you do a soft skills well, talk about that empathy. That's five years from now yeah. when you're. When you're a true believer, I'm going to manifest Colleen <laughs> as an empathy true believer who gives talks at conferences about it. And they'll and there will be like an empathy plug-in <laughs> and she will be giving a demo on it and it will be amazing. I'm manifesting <laughs> this. Um, oh my goodness. You can okay. have that slide. He but I like think it. okay. for me, yeah. it's he yeah, was like, much. yeah, don't too... make fun of your audience. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't feel authentic to me. To me, it feels like... totally authentic. So if I ever... But I was like amped up after <laughs> our talk. I love that though. <laughs> I love that, that you got amped up about it. I think that's fun. I mean, you know, that this the thing about like, you know, there's, I think there's honesty that's genuine and gentle and honesty that hurts. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to go towards. Yeah, you side, do you. You so. got, like you said, you've got to do what feels authentic and good to you. It's your talk. So yeah, so I, I I should share those slides with you. But do you think the do you think the Steve Jobs QuickBooks thing is? Yeah, I think that's totally yeah that, that resonates. You? I think we'll all be like all right. yeah yeah it's pretty much true. Yeah okay all right especially and QuickBooks because doesn't everyone use QuickBooks and you're like dude what do you provide me for this like I mean I know what they provide me but like you know they just keep raising the it's price. Like, why is it more yeah, expensive? You didn't change anything. Yeah. You still don't have invoicing. WTF? Actually, I think they just added it, but it's. They do. They have don't invoicing. have time tracking. Yeah. That's what it is. So I have a different service for oh, time tracking, okay. and then I invoice through QuickBooks, which pisses me off every time. But see, they get the process. They get that you're time tracking, and so they're they're adding that in, and they they're the, and the more entrenched you are, oh, I'll never leave. The higher just, your switching costs. My switching are, cost is so high. Uh uh-uh. uh. Which you're just you're just like fine. Yep. True story. Price, whatever. Yep, because my accountant won't use anything else. All right. Cool. I have to work on that though because I I don't have that many slides at this point. And I said I wasn't gonna do my normal thing, which is like hold it all in my head and then write it down. Yeah, dude, it's only two weeks Until, away. Like, it's done. Need I t- need to like no, I need to like get it out of my head. So yeah. maybe I should go do that and maybe you should go back to bed. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. This is gonna be such a bad podcast. <laughs> I'm like I don't know why I'm so I'm just man, it's Saturday morning. I only had a half a cup of coffee. Like I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. I'm manifesting a good day for you. Oh, I'm having a great day. 
We got soccer this morning. You're super pumped. I just, it, you know, it's interesting, Michelle, because I was making a list of like things that have gone well because the past two weeks have been pretty high intensity, stressful with everything going on. And I was like, dude, I've crushed this week. And you know what else I did this week that made a difference? I was very deliberate about making time for social stuff like work social stuff but like I had lunch with a founder in San Diego yesterday who I've met on the internet and this person and I were gonna meet up like three months ago and you know how people just lose the thread and you forget and you're like oh it seems hard to meet with someone new well I contacted the person and we had lunch yesterday and it was awesome and then on Wednesday I contacted someone that I had been virtually introduced to like four months ago and set up a coffee chat call so I think being for me like with my personality being very deliberate about spending time with other people in my space and other founders one-on-one that's just so energy giving for me I I, so I did that this week too so I think that really helped with all of my stuff that's wonderful thanks I actually, you know, I'm going to get a little bit of that next week, actually, because um, Peter Soon from Reform, yeah. he's hosting a little, like, one-day co-work unconference hike for founders. Yeah. Uh, like an hour from us. Okay. Um, on Thursday. So okay. I'm going to get a little bit of that energy, too, myself next oh, week. Oh, that's so cool. I love that you guys are together there across the ocean. Yeah. It's cool. And you know what? Actually, I think I accidentally manifested this week because- I sent out a newsletter literally yesterday. Like it was about like how to get good feedback over emails. Like basically when you don't have time to interview, like what can you send people over text? Yeah. Or, you know, like an email, not like texting. Right. And I wrote and I was like, I just really don't have that much time to do interviews lately. And it kind of makes me sad. And like, cause it'll be like, oh, like somebody can do one, but then it turns out they're in California. And as we have experienced, it's really <laughs> it's tough to tough. find an overlap. And then I have two on Monday. Like, I think I accidentally manifested. Nicely done. I am super pumped about my accidental manifestation. Yes. I'm here for it. But speaking of socializing, I feel like we should thank our software socialites. And so we want to give a huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. You can become a supporter for $10 a month or $100 a year at softwaresocial.dev slash supporters. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin. And Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality. Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightfits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from The Tiny MBA, Remy from Memo.fm, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gamez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of CrowdCentry, Nate Ritter of RoomSteals, Anna Mass of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from OutSetty, Justin Jackson, MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Colver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh, the annoyingly pragmatic founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Newsy Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Kaylee of Tosslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lena and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti, of railsdevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of Jetboost, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, 
Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, and Mitchell Davis from Recruit Kit. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. And, oh, I guess, oh, we we'll probably say, so since we are going to be conferencing and stuff the next few weeks, we are going to have some friends coming by. We are not going to do tell us your founder life story things because a couple of you have said that you find that boring. So we're not doing that. So we're gonna have people on our show and talk about ourselves. I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We're we're not we're not gonna talk about that. It's fine. No one's listening anymore. No. It's good. It'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be people you know from Twitter. It'll be fun. Okay. Bye. Bye for now. Oh my goodness. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Bright Bits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from The Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outseta, Justin Jackson, MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from ConsentKit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabelles, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender. Brendan from Feederloop. Pascal from Sharpen.Page. Lynn Romick from Conbini. Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm. Jessica Malnick. Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker. Eldon from Nodal Studios. Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.